Peace, love, and life, and peace, love, and light. Welcome, stay, come again. I'm your host, Him Not Them. Got to give and always will a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are alive, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Smino, Defibrillator. I really like some vibe. His music is eclectic. I will put him in a Erica Badu lane on his R&B tip. As far as a rapper, he has his own style of rapping. But when he puts, when he fuses the two, it's a vibe, man. Trust me. Smino, defibrillator. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're going to hop right into it. Melanated History Month has been completed. Now we have entered March Magic, where the Pisces and the Aries lie. Anybody who's big on astrology like me understands the months and, I don't know, I, I will call them constellations, but the astrology within itself, you know, gives you an idea of who a person is. People are subject to change because life has a funny way of doing that. But at the same time, we, are all, we all have a um, celestial genetic makeup and the basis of that starts with astrology, right? As far as me, I'm a Pisces. The 12th of the 12 has significance within itself because it represents all of the zodiacs kind of mush mashed into one, different variations, just like there's different variations of everyone. But with us being the 12th sign, the 12th house, being able to close the door before the reset start is something that I try to get a better understanding of. And I encourage anybody just to look into their zodiac and just have an understanding of something, have an understanding of an idea a little more vast than our mind will allow us to think. And then that will open other doors that you never thought you wanted open. What astrology did for me, even down to the birthstones, but what astrology did for me has, you know, given me an idea of what I would like to be, you know? I have these feelings, I have these ideas, I have these moments where I try to figure out how I wanna represent myself. And then when I look at that information, it's like some of it kinda of hits home because I already do those things innately, you know? And a lot of times, I say all that to say that a lot of times in life, it becomes difficult for us because we are so defensive to what comes innately, all right? And part of that issue is with the way we think. How we think is how we view. How we view is how we speak, so on and so forth. So I, I challenge the people, I challenge the family to don't be so defensive on what you're innately good at. You understand? Don't allow yourself to be a few steps back because you're not afraid. 
just unwilling to tap into what you are in you know inherently let's say inherently just switch the words up right what you're inherently good at we have skills that are like predetermined they're already coded in you know and we try to redefine ourselves we try to recode ourselves to be a different avatar when the avatar that we're supposed to fine tune and tighten the screws when it's loose or sharpen our steel when it's dull we don't do that you know we're, we're we aren't as reluctant to do so because we want to change our image i say all that to say that astrology has for me found a way to help me put a name to a face when it comes to certain personality traits there's parts of the descriptions that i read that have nothing to do with me maybe i haven't tapped into that energy just yet but for the most part, when I think of who I am as far as my um, zodiac sign, there's at least 85 to 88% um, relevance in that. Um, I encourage anybody to get the CoStar app. They're not paying me for that. But the CoStar app can do a better job of explaining what I was just trying to explain. <laughs> and it's, um, it's very deep and perplexed, I would say, because... Sometimes we, we forget that there's other aspects in life. Excuse me, I'm almost done with my ramble family. It's my birthday month. Let me talk. <laughs> um, we, we forget how strong the mind is and what the mind is actually capable of doing. Because we're so limited to the 30-second reels or the minute reels or the scroll of the timeline, we're training our brain to be more short-circuit, per se. But we have to kind of... Not even kind of. We have to be more diligent in trying to expand our thought so we can receive all the real information that's necessary for our trajectory to go up instead of down. And I'll just leave that there. Well, no, I won't. Because as I <laughs> transition to the second part of this, I don't want to call it a monologue. I'm still looking for the word. As I transition to the second part of the first part of this installment, I want to see how us getting in our own way, there's a, there's a way we can identify that. Us getting in our own way is a cause of mediocrity. We have to acknowledge that 95% of reality, excuse me, we have to acknowledge that 95% of society will never reach or create the life that they want to live. 95%. Okay? And half the time, we're looking at 95% of people who don't even know what they want to do. But because they make it look good on the gram, we feel as though that we're lacking or we feel as though that we're mediocre. When we're really not. We have a lot of skills. We possess a lot. You understand? But for some reason or another, we think that the outside is better than within. And it causes us to chase a life of mediocrity. There's a few, I don't know, factors you know, that go into what causes mediocrity. And one of them is rear view mirror syndrome. All right. Rear view mirror syndrome is basically continuously reliving and recreating the past. We mistakenly believe that we, excuse me, we mistakenly believe that who we are is who we were supposed to be. In turn, that limits our potential in the present. Right. We think that who we are right now is who we're supposed to be. Speaking from a mediocre standpoint, if we're moving in a positive direction, of course you're supposed to be who you are in the moment. Individuals who find themselves living in lanes of mediocrity 
can't see the present. So they're reliving the past. So that's who they think they are based on how they see themselves with present glasses. How they see themselves in the past with present glasses. You understand? And that keeps us from seeing what's going on in front of us. But every time I put my shades on, I see the past. I shouldn't want to do that. I shouldn't find myself doing it. It causes me to feel like I haven't done enough. I feel mediocre. We have to change that. Our thoughts start when we view ourselves different. Our thoughts will change once we start viewing ourselves different. You understand? Lastly, on the rearview mirror syndrome, I used to do that. <laughs> this was probably more so 2018, 2017, 2018 though. When this information I didn't have. I was I was trying to I was learning it. I was actually living it. Fast forward to 23, if I was to be in this moment right now thinking about all the dumb shit I did in 17, 18, and 19, somehow or another I might recreate those moments because that's all I see. Right? We gotta put the rearview mirror down and start looking forward. Because if we don't do that, we'll start finding ourselves in spaces when we feel we have lack of purpose. Purpose is what we have to find, whatever ours is. One person's purpose can be an athlete. One, purpose, one person's purpose can be a physician. Whatever the case may be, if we try or spend large amount of time, large amounts of time not pursuing our purpose, we will be in lanes of mediocrity. If we spend large amount of times, a large amount of time, excuse me because I'm getting excited, trying to change our avatar to fit and look and feel different from what it's innately supposed to be, we will be in lanes of mediocrity because we will never reach our full potential pretending to be something else. You understand? We will never do that. It will never be accomplished. You understand? So I try to say to anyone who's listening, who's willing to learn and willing to take what they learn and practice it, don't look through the rearview mirror. Our first break. Yes, family, that was Key Glock, in and out of town. I'm going to be out of town soon, spreading a little bit of this March magic. You hear me? Nah, I'm slicing it. <laughs> but I'm definitely traveling for the B-Day this year, monumental year. You know, I turned 35 this year. It feels good to be in this space. A little overshare, but that's why we're here. And having, having the opportunity to be out of town, celebrating this year. Figuring out, figuring out what the next one is. I'm cool with that. Just want to remind the family it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. Understand? Can't do it on your only. With that being said, I want to have our relationship talk of the moment. Um, I feel like these have become... A staple not only to show consistency for me in the platform, but kind of really 
practice what you preach. I don't want to be one of those type of people that says a lot of things and when you look at their life, it doesn't measure up to the advice that they're willing to give. I feel like I've been transparent enough to share enough of me to give an understanding on why I feel the information is important enough to share. You understand? So I try to find ways to keep, I don't know, keep the information relevant. With that being said, there's two aspects into a relationship that you should have. But before we even talk about a relationship, we should speak about dating. Right? So when you're dating, there's two sides of a coin. And today's coin is compatibility and chemistry. All right? One side is compatibility. One the other side of that the other side of that coin is chemistry. Now, to not sound like I'm rambling or to what they play, play the semantics game, understand that those are two different words. Yes, they're interchangeable, but we often do that with a lot of information that we consume. We forget that they're two different words, regardless of how much similarities they have. We should focus on why they're different instead of trying to bring them instead of trying to bring them together. With compatibility and chemistry, I kind of equate it to the whole 80-20 rule. 80% of something that you like of a person, the other 20% you either live with or work with them in helping you better understand why they're in that position, whatever the case may be, right? So with today's 80-20, it's compatibility and chemistry. I feel like us having to understand, I'm speaking about dating right now, when, it's, when it comes to compatibility, that's what you share with like lifestyle and values, right? What makes you compatible? Having like intellectual conversations or whatever type of conversations doesn't have to necessarily be intellectual. But because you guys share the same values, it's not really an awkward conversation to have because some of the similarities are there. That's with lifestyle priorities, um, life priorities, excuse me, preference, fundamental beliefs, values, what you like on your sandwich. <laughs> For real. I feel like that's important because maybe I might maybe I might want a bite of your food. You got some shit on your sandwich that I don't like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people put that in high regards when it comes to dating or relationships. But when it comes to chemistry, that's where the emotional connection comes into play. All right. So when we speak about chemistry, that's more so the feeling that that person gives you when you feel them, see them or around them. Right. Areas of chemistry is the way your partner laughs or way the way someone laughs at your jokes. That's really intimate. Like everybody's funny ain't the same funny. <laughs> you might think you're saying something clever and they looking at you like, boy, if you don't get your, you understand? The way they ask you about your day, not just the whole W-H-W-Y-D, what you doing, you know, how was your day? Like the way that they ask you about your day is the, it's chemistry. They, they are trying to dig a little deeper, you know, tap into the emotional side. The way you hold each other, you know what I'm saying? Is there any feeling in what you're doing, saying, or feeling Excuse my French when I say feeling, I don't want to say it twice. But when you're the way they make you feel is the chemistry. And I say all that to say we have to figure out which part goes into our 80, which part goes into our 20. I feel like with chemistry and compatibility being two sides of the same coin, 
it's okay to be one more this time and one less the next. But just recognize the difference between the two can help us make better decisions during the process. As we segue to the next to the next part of this installment, just reading the information, I feel like it all coincides. With this being the first installment in March, it's different, you know? It, it really is different this time around. The information that I'm looking at is coming from 2021, 2019, and that's a it's been a lot of years since then, <laughs> you know? And I don't know if we're paying attention to how fast it's moving or what they're trying to present while it's moving, but I want us just to pay I want us to pay just a little more attention. Life is a creation. It's not a discovery. I feel like we're just discovering a lot of information that's already been here laid out on the forefront. Um, it's been readily available. It's just been hidden in plain sight. And I think we're taking the blinders off and we're having these discoveries. But life isn't just about discovering. It's about creating. It's about taking what we discovered and creating something. Right? If we spend too much time discovering, we, don't, we won't utilize what the discovery has shown us. We won't use the intellect that it gives us to practice. We're just continuously looking for the next fossil to find or the next pyramid to read. What are we taking from that information? <laughs> what have we learned understanding that they were doing that when doing that in a time when some will consider that to be primitive? When they were probably light years ahead in front of us with information and we got smartphones. <laughs> you understand? That's what history is supposed to do. That's what the past is supposed to do. Not the rear view shit that we was talking about. You understand? Using the history as a tool to have a better present and a brighter future. Right? Nothing stays the same. We have to not only remember that, but recognize that when we see something that's similar, when, as when aspects of our life start to repeat itself and the cycles start to return, there's something different going on. We have to recognize it. I'm speaking about us in our adult age. Of course, that's something we have to teach a child or someone who's in their early 20s trying to guide themselves. But at this point, we have to understand that. They're called cycles for a reason, only to show us if we're ready to move forward or not. And some cycles might have to be one or two times, you know, repeated or removed or, re, uh, or reinserted. You understand? But that's because it should keep us on our toes. And I speak that I'm speaking for me in this instance because a lot of times I feel like I get stagnant. And with this being a new year around the sun, I don't want to find myself spending time in this year discovering new shit. I want to take what I've learned and, and apply it right now so I can see what the fuck is going on right now. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's why I'm presenting information in this manner because I don't want us spending our lives discovering I want us to spend our lives creating and I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna leave that there our last break my name 
classic album relevance time and production artistry what it represented the time it came out because you gotta remember Kendrick was in front of a lot of the shit that people was talking about from a quote unquote superstars perspective you understand where a lot of individuals in that space got clapped Tupac you understand other individuals Biggie not so much Biggie but Tupac's message was bigger than music. Kendrick's message is bigger than music. You understand? Him being from the West Coast, tapping into that. There's greatness in that. And I think people, obviously people recognize it. I think he got a Grammy this year for his latest jump. Big stepper. Um, But I think, not so much I think, I feel like now that we have these staples and bodies of music that have stand the test of time, this gives us an opportunity to like focus on what they were talking about now, you know, getting what we need, what we're asking for now. Reparation shit. I heard, I seen someone on the internet about California giving reparations out, and you know, there's good and bad that comes with everything. But when I think about it, in this market, the money that they're giving their people gonna be gone in a year. <laughs> And we're talking about 400 years of foot on our necks <laughs> financially, not even the physical and the psychological aspect, just financially, economically. What they did to position themselves now where they can give a people $500,000, I don't know, give you $500,000 every year for five years. I'm just talking shit. <clears throat> In today's market, that would be difficult to to manage with, I mean, it's better than nothing, let's be clear. But that doesn't equate to what we are actually owed. You understand? So I say all that to say, when we listen to the music that puts America's bullshit on front street, right? We can now use that to implement strategies to get what we need now. Today's Black History Moment, Melanated History Moment, excuse me. Um, highlights the Syracuse 8 the Syracuse 8 um, these were 8 melanated Americans playing for a university that didn't treat them like the athletes that they were all of them being on scholarship they wanted your talent but they treated you like a second class student or citizen on the campus the 8 individuals was Dana Harrell Gregory Allen, A. Alif Muhammad, John Loban, 
Ronald Womack, Clarence McGill, Richard Bull, John Goldbolt, and Dwayne Walker. These individuals stood up to the university saying we need better treatment. We demand a black coach, right? We're tired of you guys using this for our talents, but when it comes to practice, we're getting treated the worst in practice and expected to perform on Saturday. And it's so crazy when we think about how our trailblazers in whatever aspect for melanated people, what they had to endure. And we, and we make funny civil rights jokes. And as I get older, they're just no longer as funny. Now, you know, of course, you can get away with some shit. Now, let's not be clear. We're not going to be on, up here on our high horse. All right. But just when I revisit history from this aspect, it shows the strength of our people. And now that we feel like we've arrived, we've kind of let, let off the pedal a little bit. But we need to be full steam ahead. Because these individuals were in college, 18, 19, 20 years old, demanding what they were demanding. At a time where it was like, oh, we're not going for that anymore. Like, enough is enough. This was 1969 in New York. So because they did this, these eight individuals stood up to their university. They were able to keep their scholarship, their scholarships, but they were banned from the NFL. As soon as their college careers was over, their football careers was over because of how they made a mockery of the, of the school. You know, I forget what the name of that movie is with Usher. When he uh, locked down the school, that's one of my favorite movies. I got to find out what the name of that joint is, dog. I'm so mad I do not know what it's called. I have to Google it. Damn, hopefully it comes to my mind before I find it. What was the name of that movie, dog? I cannot remember. When it's blowing me, because that's like my one of my favorite movies. Oh, where that joint at? I can't see what it's called. Why they got all these wild, old, wild movies of my man? Where's the one I'm looking for? Oh, this about to throw me off. I forgot what that joint was called, man. They got the facility on here, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm sorry, family. I have to find out what the name of this movie is. I'm so mad that I forgot. Light it up. Damn. Light it up. If you haven't seen that movie, got I think got Rosea Dawson in that jump. Rosario Dawson, yep. Fredo Starr in there. Yeah, man. I'm about to watch that shit today. <laughs> Light it up. They was tired of the school conditions, and they lit them up. Arnez. They got Arnez in that jump. And it just kind of made me think of that. If you haven't seen Light It Up, definitely check it out. That movie came out in 99. But back to the Syracuse 8. Um, they trailblazed. I think Jim Brown went there. Ernie Davis went there. One was a Heisman Trophy winner. And we all know who Jim Brown is. He's arguably, arguably one of the best running backs that ever played football. Came out of Syracuse. So... When we think about history and how we can revisit it without letting us feel stuck, think about the strength it took to stand up to a university that had your life in the balance. You know, they could take it all away from you if they really wanted to, but they still for something that they loved and they got recognized for it in 2006. But 
White people are always late with the recognition. Yeah, damn. That's why that's why their time is coming. Don't want to step too far and rub the wrong feathers or pull the wrong feathers, right? But the white people's time is running short. The Caucasians' time is running short on the planet. That's why they're acting like this. So until we realize that we have all the power power with our melanin, we can use the hist- we can use the past to create a new history that our youngins and our chillins <laughs> can follow. And I'm going to leave that there. <clears throat> Sorry for sounding a little nasally, family. Allergy season is still among us, and I don't like it. Hopefully this installment was what it was supposed to be. Fitting, form-fitting, tailoring. You understand? Whatever it was for the person that was listening. I think for me, the next time you hear from me, I will be coming off some R&R. Continuing during the school year, we had a Stafford student basketball game today. Of course, we won, beat them by 30. They was talking that yin-yang, but we was trying to tell them that we was playing like a team. and Y'all have five individuals on the court. And I use that metaphor to close this out. Like, we have five individual aspects of ourselves that's holding us back from being complete. From using our avatar for what it's supposed to be used for. And not for what we're trying to recreate it to be. We are found with, we are the good God, the good creator has given us all of what we need. And we just need to tap into that. I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me third. Peace. Nigga, you gon' fear me if you don't fear no one else.